The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Okay, we've loads to talk to Cal Thomas and Marion McKeown about. Marion, will you start, please, with the early indications of the prison sentence Ghislaine Maxwell is going to receive? Sure. Uh, The prosecutors um, want her to receive between 30 to 55 years in prison. The Federal Probation Service says uh, 20 years, I believe, are upwards. And her lawyers are saying four years and three months, which would mean she would probably be freed next year sometime. Uh, the judge, uh, Alison Nathan, is a very straightforward, no-nonsense judge. Uh, she, I was, I covered the case. I was very impressed with how she handled it uh, in a no-fuss manner. I would imagine it would be above the 20-year well, mark. Actually, I've just got figures over. handed to me that actually apparently there have been uh, some guidelines set out in the last half hour or so. She's going to receive between 15 years and eight months at a minimum and 19 years and seven months at a maximum and that will be outlined when they return after lunch but apparently it's going to be within uh, those two figures. So around it's something below the 20 year mark yeah. which, which sounds you know it's it, she's she's 60 years old now so that would mean well she won't serve a full 20 year or 15 year sentence it would probably mean she'd be out in upwards of a decade uh, but but uh, she's also seeking to have her sentence served in Britain. Now, you have to have served three years in a federal prison before you're eligible for that. Uh, so it looks like she will be in a federal prison for at least another three years in the US and then will probably serve out the remainder in, in Britain. So I'd say if it is a 15 to 20 year sentence, she won't serve any more than a decade in prison. Carl Thomas, I can imagine there's going to be very little sympathy for her. No, Matt. I mean, this is a horrible, horrible crime. These were young girls who were impressionable and vulnerable because of the circumstances in their lives, who were lured into this web of uh, not only illegality but immorality with some very, very sick people. And I think if you don't send a strong message, like apparently the note you just received that uh, the judge is going to impose, then you're saying it's not all that big a deal. It is a big a deal. Uh, you know, as a father of daughters, uh, I, I mean, I, I just, I grieve for these now women. They have been uh, scarred and harmed uh, almost beyond repair. And I think uh, Maxwell and too bad Jeffrey Epstein uh, is not still alive, so he could serve his full sentence as well. Uh, they, they should and she should receive the, uh, the full extent of the law allowed. Let's move on to something I think which must have shocked everybody when they discovered it overnight, that at least 46 migrants, possibly more, found dead in the back of a tractor-trailer type in San Antonio on Monday, the deadliest smuggling incident of its kind in US history. Now, this is dreadful, Cal, uh, taking place at a time, I think, of enormously high temperatures in the area. Right, it is, and it's a consequence of a failed immigration policy, Matt. Uh, you have these cartels that are not only smuggling people into America, they're smuggling uh, fentanyl. The Border Patrol managed to uh, seize a whole bunch of fentanyl the other day that could have killed hundreds of thousands of people. This stuff is coming in from China through Mexico. The drug cartels, the Mexican government uh, is either powerless or completely unwilling to do anything about it. Uh, the wall was not finished. Uh, the We have virtually an open border, 
and we have our Secretary of Homeland Security, so-called, claiming that the border is closed. It's ridiculous. And these kinds of things are going to happen, and they're going to happen with more frequency unless we get our act together and have a uh, meaningful and lawful border policy. Marion McKillen, what do you say to that? Uh, I uh, First of all, just the tragedy of what happened here, that, that 46 people suffocated in a trailer with no water, with no air conditioning and temperatures upwards of 100 degrees Fahrenheit. And, uh, you know, and, and just and, and the, the, I understand three people have been arrested, but the, the person who was driving the truck apparently ran away. Just just to treat humans like this is appalling. But, you know, Cal, Title 43, which Donald Trump introduced to stop people coming over the border, is still in effect. There isn't an open border. Uh, immigration arrests, there were over a quarter of a million arrests, I believe, in May alone. And, uh, you know, 101.7 million people were arrested last year. But this is the wrong way to handle it. I do agree with Cal. The border policy is completely failed because now, before you could commit and seek asylum. Now there's a blanket ban on everybody coming in, so anybody who comes in is automatically arrested. This uh, this Trump's Title 43, while I understand why it was needed during COVID up to a point, this is just making the whole situation worse and it's it's fueling the business of smugglers like the people who, who treated these people so appallingly. Okay. Well, some are arrested, Marion, but as you know, many get away. And even those arrested are released ultimately and flown by the Biden administration to various places around the country, including uh, Westchester, New York, uh, Miami, uh, Houston, other places. So just the fact that some are arrested while many others get away doesn't really mean anything if they're going to be released, which they are. Marion, do you want to finish uh, on this point? No, the, uh, actually, Cal, they're not being released. They're being held in, in detention centres, which, again, is really, I think, inappropriate. Or they're being returned back over the border. The number of people who are just being sent directly back now with no hearings, no nothing, is is really high. As I say, the whole situation, I agree that it's broken, but it's not a situation, as has been betrayed by Republicans, where people are just running over the border wholesale and staying in America. They are not. Two million arrests last year, almost. Uh, and they're not being treated very well. And I think the Biden administration is not handling this well at all either. Okay, let's move on. And Cal, can we expect President Joe Biden to take executive action to protect abortion rights in the wake of the Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wade last Friday? Well, I don't know what he can do. Uh, this is... Uh becoming uh, political again. It's always been political, Matt. Uh, uh, the, the Supreme Court put this issue back in the hands of the voters, where it was before 1973. The states were figuring this out before the Supreme Court imposed a national standard. And uh, in Judge Alito's uh, majority opinion, uh, he, he made this point. He said not only was there no support for such a constitutional right until shortly before Roe, but abortion had long been a crime in every single state. The one element that's being left out of this entire debate, Matt, is the element of personal responsibility. We know how people get pregnant. There are contraceptives. There are ways to avoid pregnancy if you don't want to be pregnant. Uh, you ought to get married first before having kids, but that's kind of an old-fashioned notion these days. So, uh, you know, we, we saw this during the whole debate over AIDS. If, if you don't want something bad to happen to you, then don't engage in the behavior that produces a negative result. 
Nobody's talking about that because we live in an anything-goes culture, and whatever makes you feel good, you should be allowed to do it without any consequences whatsoever. Cal, you ignored one very obvious thing there, cases of rape and incest. Okay, I always, I've debated this for years with so-called pro-choicers. I, I tell them, I'll give you rape and incest. Can I have the rest? Well, what about life of the mother? I'll give you life of the mother. Can I have the rest? Well, what about this? I'll, say, I'll give you the... And then the, the, the audience begins to see that these excuses are being used for abortion on demand up to the moment of delivery. The baby does not know how he or she was conceived. I've had this in my own family. I'm writing about it in my column uh, for Thursday. My late daughter and her daughter both had pregnancies out of wedlock, didn't get an abortion, had the children. They grew up to be wonderful, productive people. We have murdered 60 million babies in this country, and that has had a corrosive effect on our culture. Uh, this you know, we're always going to have abortions of some kind, just as prohibition didn't stop people from drinking alcohol. But I think there are going to be more children born as a result of this. And one of the things that shocks me so much is, most is uh, how leaders in the African-American community are all in on abortion rights when the there are more children aborted in the black community than any other ethnic or racial group. That just is, is astonishing to me. Cal, I read the column that you're publishing on Thursday and one thing immediately jumped out at me that your daughter, and particularly your granddaughter, and it focuses more on your granddaughter, they were able to exercise their choice. And they did exercise their choice and as you're delighted that it worked out well for them. But they had the freedom of choice. And what's happening as a result of Roe versus Wade is that women are being denied that freedom of choice to make decisions for themselves. All choices are not equal, Matt. If they were, we would have no laws. There would be nobody in prison. Uh, I think, uh, you know, if we don't Sorry, play explain God... explain that to me. Sorry, I don't understand what you're saying there. Explain that. Well, well what I mean is... Uh, the whole idea of, of choosing, uh, we're not talking about uh, going to the uh, grocery store and I'll have uh, green beans or I'll have corn. Uh, moral choices have, uh, have an effect. They have a value to them. Choosing to have a child and choosing to abort a child are not morally equal. They're not legally equal either under the Constitution. When Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence, he set out where the value of life comes from. Life is endowed by our Creator, and the first right is the right to life, without which any other, li any other right has no meaning. If okay. you can't be born... Let me go to Marion McKeown. Do you want to respond to what Carl has yeah, been saying Yeah, it's there? nice to be able to get in after listening to two men talk about women's rights for a long time there. Um, yeah, you know, Carl, uh, first of all, uh, on the issue, let's just take the issue of rape alone. In Texas, where there will be no exceptions for, for abortion, even in the case of rape or incest, there were 14,000 reported rapes last year. Everyone knows that's the tip of the iceberg. The governor, Greg Abbott, said that what he's going to do is eliminate rape. So then there'll be no need for abortion. You know, the fundamental misunderstanding, you refer there to the, the black community leaders um, being opposed to this Supreme Court decision, as well they might be. There is no understanding and there's a willful ignorance in, in this decision about the lives of many women who nobody chooses to have an abortion like they would choose, out to, choose to buy a handbag or do something else. You talk about choices. These women are desperate. Many more women who work in minimum wage jobs, who have other children already 
who are living below the poverty line, who feel as a matter of conscience they cannot give a child the life it deserves. Many of them live with violent partners who are already oppressing and terrifying them. You know, I am delighted that for your daughter and granddaughter, they had a decision where they were in a middle class, educated white family where their parents supported it. What about the children, the 13 year olds who are raped by relatives? What about, you know, what about the women who, as I said, who, who are living in dire poverty, who are living in fear of partners? You have to have a choice. The Constitution was written by a bunch of men, a bunch of white landowning wealthy men at a time when women weren't even recognised as citizens, at a time when black people were slaves. You know, society has to progress. And what these six Catholic judges, and I do point this out because it is significant, 20% of America is Catholic. You have six Catholic judges, five of whom were elected by presidents who lost the popular vote, who weren't even democratically elected, enforcing minority rule in America. And it's just wrong. Wow, that's a lot to unpack. I've spoken to a lot of these women in these circumstances in uh, fundraising dinners for pregnancy help centers around the country over 30 years. I have, uh, they have told me, those who have had abortions, they regretted them. If they had known about alternatives, if they'd seen a sonogram, and over 90% of abortion-minded women who see sonograms choose to give birth to their children. Sorry, how do you there get that 90% figure? Where, where, there where we go, the, we got interrupted no, no, sorry, again. No, no, yeah, sorry, okay, sorry. allowed to go on no, without interruption, Cal, and I'm interrupted. Cal, you were not interrupted at length there. You went on. I then brought my in. I'm just trying to get clarification on something you've just said yeah. there, that 90% of women who are shown sonogram decide not to have an abortion. Where do you get right. that figure from? Well, I'll have to look it up again, Matt, but, uh, but it happens to be true. You can Google it and see. Uh, the, these things, the, the sonograms now are four-dimensional. You can see inside the womb in living color. Uh, and, you know, we have labels on bottles, cans, and packages that tell you about the content of what you're going to buy at the supermarket. Why can't we have full disclosure for women about help, about financial help, spiritual help, uh, relational help, all kinds of other help that is available at these pregnancy help centers, which are now being attacked, by the way, by the so-called pro-choicers and vandalized and, and graffiti put on them. I mean, you know, it cuts both ways. Marion? Uh, can I just say, make a suggestion there, Cal? What about if the governments, what about in, in these red states where abortion is being outlawed, where women have the worst maternal health care, where they have the worst outcomes, where black women who are three times more likely to die in childbirth, what about these children who grow up in appallingly deprived homes? Why don't the states that are so anxious to protect these children up until the moment that they're born, and then they basically discard them on a scrap heap? Uh, what about, true. What about the, the absolutely Sorry, please, will you hold false, yourself? False, false, Cal, false. please hold it's yourself to the standards you it's want the others true. to be able to. They care for them after the baby's born, during the pregnancy. I've seen this over over 30 years of speaking for these groups. It's one of the biggest lies of the pro-abortion movement that pro-lifers don't care anything about the baby or the woman after the baby's born. It's just not true. Okay, Cal, now, Cal, you've done your interruption, so let's marry him back in, please. Okay, Cal, for starters there, I was talking about the states. As I said, the governments and the legislators and the governors in red states who provide no help 
for single mothers who provide no help in terms of health care, in terms of, of anything for women who are impoverished. Look at the laws in Kansas, in Mississippi and Texas. Look at the maternal death outcomes there, particularly amongst minority women. And don't tell me that those governors, that governors like Greg Abbott, that they do anything to help poor women in Texas because they don't. Okay, we're going to finish there. We've gone way over the time. Marion McKeown, Cal Thomas, thank you as ever for being with us here on The Last Word of Today FM. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.